0: four because I think it's it's really interesting. Norlite recently went out door to door to residents around Saratoga sites and in Cajos and they also said My name is Michaela Jordan-Murray from Catskill, New York and you're listening to WGXC Acre 90.7 FM. On Saturday, July 24th, there's an open house at Time and Space Limited. It's celebrating the 10th anniversary of the wedding of TSL's leaders, Linda Musman and Claudia Bruce. There will be cake and more from 1 to 3 p.m. at Time and Space Limited, 434 Columbia Street in Hudson for the open house at Time and Space Limited, Saturday, July 24th. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Greenville Drive-In 32, a destination for movies and music under the stars of the Northern Catskills since 1959. Seasonal programming information at drivein32.com or 518-966-2177. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Bindlestiff Family Circus of Hudson, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about creative community radio and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. Become a WGXC sustaining supporter today. Go to WGXC.org and click donate. Thank you for your support.
1: You know, I was listening to the radio and I heard this thing. Ninety point seven FM, listener aided and abetted radio. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. My name is Amanda.
0: My name is Jenny.
1: And uh, I hope that you told your mom that you're sleeping over at our house because we're sneaking out and we're going to some parties. But before we get to that, let's talk about what's going on right now, what we've been watching lately and what's in the theaters presently. Um, Jenny, want to tell me a little bit about um, what you know?
0: I would love to tell you a little bit about what I know. (laughs) I know just a little bit. Uh, well, the first thing I'd love to tell you about is the Woodstock Film Festival is screening uh, a movie called Lily Topples the World, which is a documentary. Uh, and it is playing at, oh, it's, play- it's a drive-in, um, but it's in Kingston, actually. It's very exciting. It's at Tech City. Um, mm. And it looks like it's going to be really fun. It's this Friday, the 16th. Uh, and you can find out more information about that at woodstockfilmfestival.org, which is very exciting. But it's so nice to support our local filmmakers and our local film festivals uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing. exactly.
1: Also, it looks like it's a documentary about a girl who is really into dominoes, like mm-hmm. setting up dominoes in and, really elaborate patterns. to and knock and knocking them
0: down. them down. Yeah. She topples the world, I think, as she is toppling these dominoes. They look very beautiful. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, and then I would also love to tell you, so it's really exciting. Pretty much almost all of our local movie theaters are open now, which is very thrilling. Uh, So, for example, the Crandall in Chatham just reopened, which is really great. And they're playing a bunch of different things. But right now uh, they have Minari, which is really exciting. And I actually might go see it this week because I really wanted to see it in a theater.
1: Um, Yeah, I missed that. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. And then they have a couple of newer movies coming in the next couple of weeks as well. And you can find out more about that at Crandalltheater.org. Nice. Yeah. Uh, And then the last theater I have to tell you about is the Lyceum in Red Hook, which is where I live, and they've been open for a while, but they have new <laughs> movies now, which is very exciting. <laughs> so they have, uh they've got all the, all the hits you want to see. They got Black Widow, they got F9 colon The Fast Saga, they got In the Heights, <laughs> they got the new Boss Baby movie, Baby, and they have the new uh Purge movie as well. <laughs> nice, nice. Very exciting. Uh, and you can find out about that by, what I usually do is I Google Lyceum Red Hook because they're, URL is greatmovieslowerprices.com dot com slash lyceum-cinemas dot html. Like <laughs> kind of long, so what I would recommend to you is just googling the name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds sounds
1: better. And uh, speaking of all the hits here for you, I have the the movies at the Hudson Movieplex Eight, which is on Fairview Avenue, which is also open now. And similarly, I think the best way to find the showtimes is to not look for any website of theirs, but actually go to their Facebook page. It's just Hudson Movieplex 8. And uh, the show, the movies they have for Friday, July 9th through Wednesday, July 14th is Forever Purge, In the Heights, Black Widow, Boss Baby 2, (laughs) Peter Rabbit 2, Quiet Place 2. Summer of Soul F9 and Black Widow in 3D. So that is the Hudson Movieplex 8. I recommend checking out their show times on their Facebook. Also, there the Wyndham Theater is open in Wyndham, New York. It's a real cute theater. Um, they have couches, which is really nice. Love that. Um and they just had a few movies. They have Black Widow, Boss Baby 2, and F9. And you can find more about the showtimes at WyndhamTheater.com. And Wyndham is W-I-N-D-H-A-M. And uh, what else do I have for you here? Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> the Highway Drive-In in Cooksackie, New York. Is uh, And you can find more about their showtimes at HighwayDriveIn.com. H-I-W-A-Y. And they have four screens that are double features. And right now, through the from the 8th to the 15th, we have Black Widow and F9 together, The Forever Purge and A Quiet Place 2 together, Cruella and A Quiet Place 2, and Boss Baby 2 and Peter Rabbit 2. So again, check that out at highwaydrivein.com. Uh, I should pull up the Greenville Drive-In oh, too yeah. real quick.
0: It's a, um, It's really the season of sequels out here.
1: It really is. I guess I know. it's
0: summertime for you, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of sequels
1: out there. I don't know about those, those new Peter Rabbit movies there. <laughs> All right. So at the, at the Greenville Drive-In, otherwise known as Drive-In 32, uh, uh, from the 13th to the 18th, we have Shrek, The Big Lebowski, and Cool Hand Luke. If you don't already know, the Greenville Drive-In plays not new releases, but older ones. And it's a great time there. It's a beautiful view of the mountains. Um so yeah so Shrek is the 13th and the 14th, Big Lebowski is the 16th and 17th, and Cool Hand Luke is on Sunday, July 18th. Find out more at drivein32.com.
0: Wow, that's um, thrilling. Those are all hits.
1: I know, those all are really good <laughs> hits. Oh, wow. Like one movies that are everlasting.
0: Yeah, truly. So uh, exciting. Uh
1: Jenny have you seen any everlasting movies lately? Probably not. There's not a lot of good movies out there.
0: <laughs> well, I haven't, I don't know that I've seen any everlasting movies, but I have seen some memorable new releases that I'm very excited to tell you about. Uh, the first one that I'm going to mention, I know you saw as well. And mm-hmm. I'm sure our <laughs> listeners may also know that I love this franchise. Uh, I did go see the new Fast and the Furious movie on opening night, also known as F9 colon, Fast Saga. <laughs>
1: I love. I, I love you talking about their completely unhinged naming convention.
0: <laughs> it's just there's no uh, system. It's total. It feels completely random the way that they've <laughs> like tossed it a title and then they're like, okay, I guess we're changing what we call the next one. It's just a mess. But I love them so much. It's truly one of my very favorite movie franchises. Uh, and in this one, the new one, F9. Our family is back, uh, but there's a twist. Dom, played by Vin Diesel, our main character, he has a mysterious brother, and he's in town to make things hard for him. Uh, And it's just (laughs) truly a delight. Uh, It's a return to form for Justin Lin, the director who, in my opinion, really uh, changed the Fast and the Furious franchise into what it is. uh, and he the one?
1: is he the one that cr- kind of made them more superhero movies yes.
0: so he he did he started the first one he did was tokyo drift uh but then he did four five and six which is and uh this is like kind of a little shop talk for fast and the furious but i'm just gonna do it anyway do it do it
1: do it Do it! <laughs> it's
0: kind of where the franchise switches from being a racing series into a uh insane stunts series <laughs> Uh, And it's really fun, and he came back to do this last, or not this last one, because I believe they're also doing a 10, but uh, he directed this one, and I found the action scenes to be extremely pleasing. I had a giant smile on my face the entire time. Uh, Yeah, if you are into, like, big, silly action movies where, like, the plot just doesn't matter, uh, and you like people having cookouts with the people they love, I think you're really gonna enjoy F9, colon, the fast (laughs) saga.
1: I think you will, too, and this is me coming from the other end where I don't dislike the franchise at all. Believe you me, I am so happy. It makes me glad when I rest my beautiful face down on my pillow at night (laughs) that I live in a world with that. I share with the fast saga, uh, the whole series, the franchise, I love to have a franchise that's only here to make us happy and show us some great stunts with or without cars. It's a beautiful thing, but I'm not as familiar with the movies. Like Jenny, I actually haven't even seen them all. I'm working my way through them, but I haven't seen them all. So I will say, as somebody who hasn't seen them all, there were some minor things that I felt like maybe I missed. Some characters I wasn't familiar with, but ultimately, it doesn't really matter. It's just a blast. And if you are somebody who loves going to the theater, and I don't know, I I say this for those of you who love a summer blockbuster Mm -hmm. is really what I'm trying to say. It's great for that. They're so good for the summer. Great for the drive in anywhere. Um, yeah, they're just pure fun. It's really nice to have that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Get yourself a big old popcorn, get a big old soda. That's what I did. Uh, sit down, have a good time and then it's over and it's done. (laughs) You go home and you have a wonderful evening. Exactly. Amanda, have you seen any new movies lately? You want to talk about?
1: I have. I think we both are going to spend a good portion of the show talking about new stuff because <laughs> we it's it's ramping up now. We're seeing more and more new stuff. I, however, have I have been a little lazy and I haven't seen a lot of new stuff in the theaters other than F Nine. Um, but I were actually I think the night before the night I saw F Nine, I stayed at home and watched a brand spanking new movie called The Tomorrow War.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me about The Tomorrow War, Amanda. I, I need to be prepared.
1: I bring it up in comparison to F9 because I went the next night to see F9 with my partner who said, this movie is way more fun than the movie we saw last <laughs> night. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there's a little take. Um the Tomorrow War is, uh, hold on, let me find out where it's present. Oh, yeah, it's it's Um, you can purchase it, I think, on Amazon Prime right now, but it is brand new. It stars Chris Pratt and it's a science fiction um, alien invasion movie, and it actually has some pretty cool sci-fi concepts, I think. But ultimately, it does kind of drop the ball as it tries to do what so many movies do, where um, it, didn't, it doesn't give you long enough to get attached to characters or even build them well enough for you to care that much about them. But then it tries to have these tearjerker scenes where really I, I just don't have anything invested. But the vague plot is that in present day, um, this wild event happens. We're in the middle of a sporting event, this shimmery cloud appears and humans walk out of it and say, we're from 30 years in the future. We are currently fighting a losing war against these aliens that have invaded earth. And we actually need to recruit people from the present because there's less than 500,000 people left on earth, which is really (laughs) scary. (laughs) So it does have some kind of interesting, uh, I wish it committed to the anti-war message. It seems like it has, but it doesn't commit enough for me to think it's actually trying to have that message but there is a lot of really really bleak scenes about uh this futile war um but yeah so the main character leaves behind a very young daughter and wife in our present to go back to the past I don't want to really reveal how they choose who uh so sorry I should say they start a worldwide war draft which is also very bleak um, and they I'm, I don't want to reveal how they choose who has to go because it's actually kind of one of the more interesting elements in this movie um but Chris Pratt has to go from the present back to the past and fight this war turns out he's ex-military who'd have thought <laughs> so um and I, I think I told this to you Jenny like at the very least, the fact that he's ex-military there is this quick scene where he meets a guy in his training group who is like how do you how do you know how to do all this stuff man and chris pratt's like oh it's a it's a really long story i don't know if you want to hear it and the guy's like oh y- you're ex-military and it's like oh, yeah that's that's this that's the story <laughs> so at the long. very <laughs> least they kind of make fun of the trope of mm. the the main character being a family man but also ex-military yeah classic. um But yeah, again, not not amazing, has some elements that almost felt uh, a little more highbrow than the movie that they were in. There were a few shots that were really more interesting than like stood out um, among all the other scenes. Uh, So I would say, as we were talking before, whether it's a screen it or a stream it or Mm. a skip it, it's a I would say just stream it, you know, just it's fine whatever again if you like a blockbuster something that was a lot of money was spent on making <laughs> yeah sure you know like, check it out. out of your
0: way but if it appears in, on a screen in front of you like maybe you'll have a good time
1: exactly like so many so many movies of its kind the sci-fi elements were interesting but the human <laughs> elements were less interesting <laughs> <laughs> classic. Jenny, yep Jenny tell me about another. Uh, movie that you watched
0: okay I watched another big release uh, last week Uh, the newest Marvel movie came out which was I believe supposed to come out in 2020 but was yet another victim of of movie times being pushed back due to the pandemic Uh, so I went to go see Black Widow Also at the theater with a big bucket of popcorn, which I think Mm -hmm. is maybe the only way to see those (laughs) movies. (laughs) Uh, If you are familiar with the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, (laughs) let me give you a little bit of background here. Uh, So this movie Black Widow takes place uh, like, basically right before the events of the Avengers movie, where they're all fighting. I think Civil War.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, and so she is kind of black widow scarlett johansson is out on her own trying to basically like get away from everything to just kind of like be alone until things uh calm down but uh suddenly her sister is also brought back into very similar themes to f9 actually mm-hmm. her sister uh, reappears and pulls her back into the dark world in which she was raised uh and i would say i mean i went in uh not expecting it to be very good but i was like kind of pleasantly surprised it was like pretty fun the Marvel movies are too long in my opinion <laughs> they yeah. on for so long um but the supporting cast is really great Florence Pugh plays her sister and I love her yeah. uh and Rachel Weiss and David Harbour are the other like main supporting cast members and they do great work uh yeah and it was just like there's some things about it that I found to be quite laughable but there were other <laughs> things about it that I was like okay that was an enjoy that was an enjoyable scene <laughs> and yeah Yeah. You know, so I think if you are into those movies, I think you're going to have a great time. Uh, If you're not, you know, again, any things go down real easy with popcorn and soda.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Those movies, all of them in general do just go down. They're popcorn of movies, you know, they're for me, at least I, I enjoy going to see them because they're very entertaining. And then as soon as I leave the theater, they kind of leave me too. Mm-hmm. Um, which Very is much. okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think they have their place. Honestly, like a, an excellent, I think you said at the drive in, at Highway Drive In, there's a pairing of Fast Nine and Black Widow, and like perfect. Just go to the drive in, hang out with some friends enjoy it's like it is really exciting to go see a big movie in a like crowded theater again which mm-hmm. is my experience it was I mean it wasn't so crowded but you know more people than I have seen in a movie theater in a long time obviously
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it was
0: really nice to be in a crowd of folks again and uh and I think that that's a really a wonderful experience if that's something that you're interested in so Uh, I would say if you you like those movies, go for it. If you don't, you know, find a skip. Not a big deal.
1: (laughs) Those movies are so popular that going to see them in the theater is kind of sweet because there's a little bit of a communal vibe. Mm -hmm. Like people are excited about the new one. And when the movie's over, you hear everybody talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of sweet.
0: Yeah. It's very community, community (laughs) community-based
1: endeavor. Exactly. Um, I saw another new movie that um i think probably is also another pandemic pushback but i'm unsure uh it came out um in on may 21st here but it's an australian production so it came out there in tw- back in 2020 um i saw a movie when i was visiting my parents on the internet we i think we they purchased it from amazon prime called the dry which is based off of a novel by Jane Harper, and it's a mystery crime drama. Um, and let me read you my little sum- summary of it. Um, Please. It's about an investigative journalist who's played by Eric Banna, who returns to his drought stricken, destitute hometown in Australia after his childhood best friend is involved in an apparent murder suicide but his return to this town stirs up a murder case from his teenage years that he was a suspect in. Um, And that all sounds exciting. I love, I love a crime story. Um, It was fine. Uh, (laughs) I bring it up because it's a new thing that I watched. It actually kind of reminds me of, um, there was that also crime drama starring Christian Bale called Out of the Furnace Mm. from I think now at least eight years ago if not more that is really well acted and the story itself is not not compelling um but when it's over I'm kind of like oh I I guess that didn't really need to exist
0: (laughs) um it it was totally
1: your life (laughs) <laughs> no, and it it does feel like a movie based off of a book because it's the kind of thing where I I think as a book it's probably actually really entertaining mm-hmm. but as a movie I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> great. I guess. <laughs> um, but again, well acted and I do uh love the theme in that appears in pretty much all the Australian cinema I've ever seen about the the land, the kind of scary magic of the land, and how little is understood about it by um, colonizers, basically. <laughs> um, so it's a, at the very least, it's uh, I, I guess I would say stream it if you like a crime drama. Uh, Eric Ban is totally fine in it.
0: Uh, <laughs> fine, not fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think he's that cute, um, <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. but that's the dry, the dry from technically 2020, but streaming for us here in the USA in 2021 on Amazon.
0: Nice. I have one other new movie to talk to you about. Uh, and it's actually, oh, I only watched the first one, but it is a set of three movies, which will be appearing on Netflix for all of us for yes. those of us who have Netflix uh I'm talking about the Fear Street movies uh which was very exciting for both of us as former Fear Street readers and big R.L. Steinheads. Yes. <laughs> uh Netflix just put out uh, I believe the second one is out now too but it's going to be a series of three movies all I think loosely based on a Fear Street story uh which is if you're not familiar um, R.L. Stein's like teen books <laughs> books for teens
1: from the 90s. <laughs> from yeah. the
0: 90s. Uh, so the first one is called Fear Street 1994 uh, and it's basically all three of them are loosely connected by this larger story but each one takes place is one specific uh, basically like slasher incident that happens during a certain year. Uh, so the first one it's really fun uh, and it's about a group of teens who live in a town called Shadyside where things just terrible things just happen sometimes uh, they have a, a long town history of people like going crazy and, and committing murders uh, and so in this one we're in the 90s and the soundtrack does not let you forget it and it's very fun <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> it really does it not really let you does
0: not let you forget it uh And yeah, it's basically just a group of teens start to uncover a connection amongst all of these mysterious murders that happen in their town. Uh, And it's really fun. It's like very, it really uh, speaks to me as a person who loved teen slasher movies in the 90s. Also, like this really feels like a revival of that in a way that I really appreciated. Uh, And yeah, I'm very excited to see what the other two are like. Um. It's kind of—I mean, it's pretty much exactly what it says on the box. There's not really a, there's not really anything surprising about it, um, but I really enjoyed it. It totally set me up to be like, yes, I'm psyched to see the other two. Nice. Uh, yeah, and they are all three are being directed by Lee Janiak, um, who I'm not familiar with, but it's very exciting to see some more women directors in horror. Uh, yes. And yeah, I think uh, I think if you're into that kind of thing, you're really going to enjoy Fear Street, uh, and that's on Netflix.
1: Yes. I'm excited. So I actually started it the other night. I will be finishing it after our show tonight. Um, and it's from what people have told me, it sounds a lot like what we've been saying about these other movies, pure entertainment, which Mm -hmm. I have zero problems with. It was, you brought up the music. That was (laughs) my only thing is like too much music, man. Hey, I love all the songs, but it really, um, it really like, Pummels it like. Yeah. <laughs> there's a scene where they're playing like 10 seconds of Cypress Hill, and then she puts on her headphones, and it's Creek by Radio. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys just like slow, slow down on the phone. Like I know we're in 1994.
0: <laughs> they're like, don't forget. uh I yeah. do think. I think it cools a little bit in the second half of the movie, if I remember yeah. correctly. But like the first half is like, yeah, jammed packed jam packed with like, hey, did you know what? Yeah. Year it is. They this extremely- is a period
1: piece. They extremely jamming it, and you're right. It does cool down. It already has, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's the, a lot.
0: <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa. Babe, I mean, I laughed out loud also for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just like what?
1: Because yeah. <laughs> that is totally an issue I take with. uh, There's several newer movies where it's mm-hmm. just too much, too much music because whoever um, was the music director just. Was having too much fun. Yeah, They're like let me like put it all—all all the best songs, every
0: song it. from this, yeah. every top song from this year. We will be yeah. putting in. It's like, well, okay, all right, I get it.
1: Um, I actually, so this is actually a really easy jump to our theme, and I'm going to talk about one of the things I watched under our theme. That's also a slasher movie. Amazing. And a party movie because <laughs> our theme tonight is parties. And boy, will we need to do a sequel because mm-hmm. there's a lot of party movies and then there's a lot of different kinds of party movies. It's there's a, really a whole rich. other sub sub genre that's dinner party movies. And then Absolutely. underneath that is like scary dinner party movies (laughs)
0: dinner party movies where it goes real bad
1: yeah like a sub 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 genre yeah so we're doing parties tonight we'll probably do some more parties and um i one of the movies i watched which isn't quite a by the book party movie but it is a slasher movie as well Uh, it's slumber party massacre (laughs) amazing so (laughs) you kind of get all of it in the title um, <laughs> slumber party massacre is from 1982 and it is currently streaming on Tubi as well as a couple other free platforms. I think it's also free on Amazon prime video and you used a great term just a minute ago. It's exactly what it says it is on the box. That's the same thing with this movie. Um, <laughs> so, and again, another reason why it's a good jump It is directed by a woman and written by a woman. Uh, And that's actually kind of an interesting story as I found out. So it's directed by a woman named Amy Holden Jones, who I think is more famously known for mystic pizza and indecent proposal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it sounds like her, her story in Hollywood is, is interesting. Just a really hardworking, obviously very hardworking to be a woman in Hollywood And, um, she, it seems like she worked with some really interesting people who just saw a lot of talent in her. And, um, she met, she, she just worked with some really interesting people and she's a, she's a good Wikipedia to look up. Um, and it was written by Rita Mae Brown, who is a feminist author who originally wrote it as a parody of slashers, but unfortunately uh, it was shot as a kind of a straight up slasher and the producers reworked her script against her, witches, which is a bummer. Um, but you actually can still get a very strong whiff of the fact that it's a parody in it. Cause the result of the fact that the script started as a parody and was reworked a little bit is that it's both very funny and gross and bloody. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a it's a super sleazy sexploitation slasher, a lot of boobs and a lot of butts. Um, <laughs> it's I had a great time. I mean, so <laughs> the murderer is a guy with a giant drill, you know, oh God, like, it's, yes. yeah, it's very <laughs> like that's an element that I'm sure was in the original script as well. <laughs> and spoiler alert, um, the the final girl kills him in the end by cutting off his drill and penetrating him with a sword. So there you go. Yeah. Um, So, you know, this movie doesn't pull any punches. It's exactly what it is. And it is a slumber party. These, these girls are having a slumber party. They're inviting boys over. They're making drinks. So (laughs) I, I cheated a little bit. It's not quite a party movie like we talked about, but, or maybe like we imagined, but Hey, at least it's in the title. That sounds slumber. like
0: a great, a total, a total party movie to me. The oh man,
1: party. <laughs> It was so fun. Talk about again, another fun summer movie. If you're into a goofy slasher, mm-hmm. highly recommend slumber party massacre. I had a great time, honestly. <laughs> um, again from 1982 streaming on Tubi, directed and written by a woman, even though it was written and reworked by some Hollywood schmoes, but, <laughs> um, it's still a blast. And, uh, just a great way to
0: just a great movie to watch
1: in your summer. A little oh, summer slasher.
0: Thrilling. Yeah. Wow. I'm so glad it's streaming on TV. I'm very psyched to watch it.
1: Yeah. I've, I've heard totally of it, fun. but I've
0: never I've never given it the old watch. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's time.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of sequels too. And I'm sure they get more like actually misogynistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of just kind of not making up its mind whether or not it's truly misogynist,
0: instead of like viewer's choice, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, (laughs) viewer's choice is a great way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I decide whether or not I think this is misogynist.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The other ones probably decide for you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like, oh, okay. All right. (laughs)
1: Yep, exactly. So that is Slumber Party Massacre. Jenny what party did you go to?
0: Oh my God. I went to a couple different parties, but they were all, um, I mean, they were all great movies, but bad parties. (laughs) So I'm going to start with my most horror movie, which I also watched because there it's, it's really great. Like, I feel like the two, maybe main sub genres of parties are like, comedy parties and horror parties <laughs> like,
1: yeah it's like true.
0: there are a couple in between but it's pretty much either like the party's really good and funny or the party's really really bad
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's either extreme I feel like there's so few that are like serious but good party
0: parties. yeah i mean it's because i'm i'm trying to imagine what that would even be like, <laughs> like yeah. how, what do we do
1: and then there's the middle which is like the who's afraid of virginia wolf mm-hmm. like awkward party yeah totally
0: which one <laughs> one of my other movies is an awkward party but we'll get to that first yeah. i'd like to tell you about the very bad party
1: <laughs> yeah tell me about the really bad party
0: so i finally watched a uh, 2018's climax which
1: oh, is indeed
0: a party movie uh it is directed by Gaspar noe who you may remember from such intense dark films as enter the void and irreversible yes. um <laughs> which i actually this is the only Gaspar noe movie i've seen i've heard of many of his others but i not actually committed to watching any of them yeah uh but climax i enjoyed i mean it's not uh it's Uh, it's hard to watch, but let me tell you more about it. Uh, so it's from 2018, uh, it's streaming free on prime or you can rent it. Uh, but it basically follows a group of dancers. It's all takes place over the course of one evening. So a group of dancers are all on a retreat in France where they are basically working together to choreograph a routine. So the movie begins with them performing the routine together in this big empty hall uh, and it's, um, it's an incredible dance. It's like very beautiful. And then they are done. It's like their, their like last rehearsal. Um, and they're like, okay, cool. Time to party. <laughs> it's, it's our after party for this uh, incredible retreat that we've all been doing together where we've just been dancing for three days. So somebody brings sangria. There's a bunch of snacks on the table and mm. everybody keeps dancing. And like the first 45 minutes of the movie, it's a tight hour and a half, which I love and it mm. absolutely needs to be an hour and a half or shorter, frankly, because yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise it would be unbearable. Uh, but the first 45 minutes is all just dancing. It's like everybody's like having a great time at this party. They're all incredible dancers, like all of the actors <laughs> in it, I think, are also dancers in real life. Um and so they're like I mean it's just like beautiful to watch them uh and it's like a little bit of like them kind of all gossiping at this party and then the latter 45 minutes basically uh something starts to kick in about uh, among everybody who has been drinking the sangria and they figure out that it has been spiked uh and we don't really know exactly with what or who did it or why But uh, so the second half of the movie is all of these people realizing that they're, like, high out of their minds. And it's, like, the absolutely most nightmarish trip anyone has ever been on. Uh, And it is brutal to watch. And basically anything that can go wrong does go wrong. And it's really rough. And I really don't – ordinarily, I'm really not into, like, drug movies. They don't really speak to me. Um, But I really liked – this movie was like very clearly intentionally quoting a lot of the like 80s giallo horror movies in like 80s and 70s so like mm-hmm. there is like a ton of reference to Suspiria there's like a couple of scenes that feel like they're directly from the movie Possession that is like it's so great like I really nice. I really enjoy that like intentional quoting in a way that is really interesting and not um I don't know. I mean, it's not really trying to do anything complicated. It's just like, look at how bad this could go. <laughs> look yeah. at how very bad this could go. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that kind of seems like a a better meeting of Gaspar Noé's interests, shall we say? Like mm-hmm. a more productive. Because I don't care at all about love. No, that is. Yeah. Movie, I, I've not seen it. It's like, what if it was just all sex? Yeah. <laughs> and it's in three D. You know. And then totally. enter the void is the other half of it, which is just, um, you know, totally completely a drug movie. And then, I don't know, I personally am not into goofy, you know, DMT movies yeah. uh, about <laughs> visiting the afterlife. And Nor getting, am I. Yeah. So I'm, that sound, you're making me want to see it more than I already did.
0: Yeah. Climax is fun. It's really like, it is, it's just like, basically a group of people going through a terrible night (laughs) but uh it's really interesting uh everybody like does great performances um and like the dancing's really beautiful and it's also everything is like uh everybody's wearing like red and black because they're in this like dance group and the like just the scene setting is really interesting to look at and there's like some interesting camera movements where like when things are going very bad suddenly the light changes and like the camera flips upside down it's oh, like wow. oh, yeah it's kind of, it's one of those things that's like it's like a little like kitschy a little like cheeky but it's not yeah. um Sounds because like gas it, bar exactly like I mean it's totally it's 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 the gas bar in a way of it all
1: but it's the gas bar in a flavor.
0: It's that flavor. But honestly, in this situation with like a kind of short movie that isn't trying to do anything like deeper complicated, I totally enjoyed it. It was like a very, uh, like very watchable, like nice. extremely, extremely watchable. So nice. yeah, I would recommend Climax if you like horror. If you don't like horror, I would not recommend Climax.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I'm going to follow your lead and also go from down from most, most uncomfortable party to least. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The next party movie that I watched is a movie that I can't believe it took me as long as it did to see this movie because it's a big one. I finally watched Beyond the Valley of the Dolls from 1970, which is streaming on the Criterion Collection streaming service. And that's actually the only place I could find it. Unfortunately, that is a streaming service that you have to subscribe to. uh, But I think it's worth it. And it is written by famous Critic Roger Ebert and Russ Meyer, who directed it, who um, you know, Russ Meyer's famous for a bunch of wonderful sleazy movies. Um and Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is about a girl group band that moves to LA to try and get famous and cut a record. And it's pretty much a, a movie about show business and and the people's downfalls and the drugs and the parties. But honestly, I think almost 80% of the movie takes place at parties. Um, Totally. (laughs) And so it it was originally supposed to be a sequel to The Valley of the Dolls, which is also about um, basically just falling into drug addiction. Um, But it really, then it it, it makes it very clear at the very beginning of the movie in text, it says, this is not a sequel to Valley of the Dolls. Um, and I never realized what a cornerstone of camp this movie is. It, it's truly hectic. Um, (laughs) and it's so fun in that way. I mean, first of all, just the, the music and the colors and the costumes are so fun. The characters are completely bonkers. It's so much of the time I spent Trying to understand if it was a joke or not, and then I realized, oh, that's that's camp, baby.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, so the main character is the lead singer of the band, and as soon as they get to LA and they meet the right people and they perform at this party uh, hosted by a character called Z-Man, who um, becomes their manager essentially. As soon as they get there, everybody loves them and they get famous uh, and the former manager and, uh, boyfriend, I guess, of the lead singer kind of falls to the wayside as the lead singer, um, gets in with Z man and all of his crew. Um, but it's hard to give us synopsis. Beyond that. Yeah. It, uh, it does suffer, um, from, you know, a few details of, of being from the time that it is as in Really specifically, what I mean is that the the villain is queer, but um, that's. Other than that, it's just a blast. I couldn't recommend it more. Again, uh, such a chaotic mess. It feels it kind of feels like watching an entire soap opera in a movie Mm -hmm. because the script is so. It's so unbelievably dramatic just all of a sudden somebody's pregnant with somebody's child and you know the someone's in love with someone and they're they're actually frolicking in a field but like also she's making out with a this wrestler who then is like busting down her door and it's over the top um a truly great time beyond the valley of the dolls I wish I had more to say about it other than it's a whole lot of parties um <laughs> And it does have a really funny thing that uh, a lot of very kitschy, overly self-aware movies from that time have, where there's the way that people talk is, you know, it's like written by someone that's like, this is how the youth talks right now. Right. Like, everyone's <laughs> saying like, like, can you dig it, man? And, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, there's like an older character who's like, you hippies don't understand. And, you know, it's just a totally. bunch of- party people who like to do drugs
0: (laughs) um but yeah it's a lot of fun (laughs) that's a movie that i've been meaning to watch for years because it is such a like an important like canonical queer text for for like camp and for i mean also like the like the queer villain i think is a real uh Uh, back in those days you didn't have a lot of options and so those movies became really important to the community you know and so that's one that I've been meaning to watch for a long time but I've never gotten around to but good to know that it's on Criterion I imagine it might also be the kind of thing that you can get from the library because it is such a classic in that way true that's a really good
1: point I bet you're right and it's cool that you say that too about it being um, important to the queer community because I didn't even realize that I didn't know um and that gives it, like, an
0: even more exciting significance to watch it. Totally. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, some stuff is obviously extremely problematic from a, from a, a modern standpoint, but also is, like, a very interesting historical document as, like, oh, yeah, this is what, this is how people were talking about this then. Totally. And isn't that interesting? Isn't
1: that interesting? And, of course, like, a lot of that stuff um, can be... You know, re- uh, rendered harmless mm-hmm. over time by being pulled apart and reclaimed, and totally. You know, and the fact that to to begin with, it is a parody, essentially. You know, right? Um, yeah, and it ends with a really bad party. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's <Love that. laughs> a lot of good parties in it, and a lot of hilarious shots of these parties. Um that kind of look like maybe they didn't get enough extras like it's supposed to be like an LA Hills rager but it looks a little scant they uh, to
0: like frame it a little bit narrower because yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and sticking in these truly uh bonkers over the top characters cartoonish characters actually Z-Man has a real Dr. Frankenfurter vibe oh right? yeah Just, totally like, there's the way he speaks and moves um, and then yeah, it ends with a uh, similarly a very very bad trip, very <laughs> very bad trip, bad <laughs> oh, bad party, no.
0: yeah, uh, a nightmare.
1: Yep, and then a very funny. The very very end is like this awkward, like Jerry Springer post, uh, like wrap up talk. You know at the end mm-hmm. of Jerry Springer, how you like sit down on a on a stool and be like, "The the point of tonight's show is just <laughs> j- don't cheat on your wife or whatever." It has like an awkward wrap up like that, where it goes through each character, and the narrator is like, uh, you <laughs> "And know. what did you learn?" From yeah, like this? Heather always used men as her playthings, and she could get no joy out of life. You know? <laughs> oh my god,
0: incredible! <laughs> it's really
1: fun. It's really really fun.
0: Wow, you gotta watch it. Uh, exciting! A yeah, very quintessential party movie.
1: Totally.
0: Yeah. Um. So my, I pretty much only have one other movie to talk about with parties. Uh. And it's also a new movie, actually. It is from 2020, but just recently available. I watched Shiva Baby, which is wow. um, a movie that I was, I got targeted advertising for for months and then finally was like, okay, fine, I'm going to watch it because it's wow. really interesting. Uh, so it is, it's, it's a new movie. It's from 2020. It's currently streaming on HBO, which is great. Uh, and it's directed by Emma Seligman, uh, but it's about a woman named Danielle, who is Jewish, and she, uh, attends a shiva, which is, like, a Jewish funeral, rite, basically, um, for a family member who has passed away, uh, but she gets there, and she's, like, she's a college student, and she has, like, a semi-contentious relationship with her parents, as many do, uh, and she gets there and sees across the room a guy who she's been hooking up with, uh, outside of her family world uh, and who has been her sugar daddy. Uh, And it turns out he is also uh, not related, but is familiar with the person who has passed away. Uh, And he has been married all along and also has a baby. And they have both been lying to each other about their whole deals. And now they must uh, endure this huge family situation uh, and not uh, reveal to anyone around them that, how they know each other. That sounds uh, fun. It's brutal. It's a really great movie. It is like a full panic attack movie. It's oh. so so good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's like also a cool. Like it's under eighty minutes, which rules. It's like Whoa, a tight yeah. little. Just like this woman goes to this party, has a series of horrible interactions with people, <laughs> and then it's over. And it's like just it's so highly stressful. Um, like there's just she also just kind of like keeps digging herself into these holes where like she starts having a conversation with somebody and then like just for some reason says something that like it absolutely just blows up a conversation (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a total nightmare Um, but it's really fun I really enjoyed it Um, it was yeah I don't know I don't know what happened that the internet was like hey you need to see this one (laughs) but I'm really glad it did because it's great Uh, yeah and uh the woman who plays the main character is named rachel Sennett, and she's really good she's like very very funny and very i'm like it was just so so stressful oh um, man but it was really great i would highly recommend shiva baby shiva
1: talking. baby where is it streaming
0: baby. again it's on hbo oh, um, fun. and i actually watched it like two weeks ago uh and it wasn't available i had to rent it i paid like two bucks for it but now it's free if you have no, hbo which is really safe. great um
1: oh that sounds fun
0: yeah it's really fun it's it's really funny like ha- there's so many moments we're just like oh my god like fully yeah like yeah. I
1: I will say that's like the humor that people are drawn like that's why people are drawn to um curb your enthusiasm totally. I mean that's the whole shtick yeah you like please shut your mouth oh, stop, <laughs> stop oh god, how did this happen doing this <laughs> stop
0: doing this yeah but it's a. Uh, I I yeah it's really great I uh I enjoyed it very much um Totally, totally funny, deeply uncomfortable. Just like classic, oh my God, interacting with relatives and the most like not even high stakes really, but like I just love like dinner parties or like low-key part Cause also I'm like calling it a party, but it's a shiva. It's not like it's but a little it's bit a gathering. It's a gathering. You know, there's
1: foods and drinks. And- it's, I mean,
0: like there's also the added awkwardness of it being like a morning. Like situation, you know, where like people are there because they're sad and they're like gathering after somebody's died, but like this, everything is just so uncomfortable. Yeah, I really loved it. Yeah, I highly, highly recommend Shiva Baby. Nice. Um,
1: I and, yeah. count, I count a Shiva as a party. Yeah, totally <laughs> it's a
0: party. What isn't a
1: party? You know, what isn't a party? You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, I have two more party movies to Amazing. tell you. I think Please. I can be quick because both of them. I think one of the themes of tonight is pure entertainment, really, Mm because these are both kind of there's not much to say about them. But other than that, I find them to be very enjoyable. The next one I'm going to say is a movie that was actually a rewatch for me, but I haven't seen it since I was a young teenager. I had it on VHS and it is from 1999 and it feels very 1999 and it falls under that kind of similar energy as uh, just like a lot of movies from that time. Like Mm -hmm. I almost rewatched empire records as well. And it feels like it has a little bit of that, um, like slightly contrived quirkiness, but still works and is fun. So anyways, I watched 200 cigarettes, which is a new year's movie. Um, it is not streaming anywhere. Good <laughs> luck finding it, y'all. Um it was a copy of it was given to me by a friend recently, which was very exciting because I lost that VHS tape a long time ago. Uh this movie is stacked, friends. Um first first and foremost, just going to tell you this. Um did you ever think that a romantic pairing could be made out of Paul Rudd and Courtney Love? Well, oh my god. <laughs> think again. <laughs>
0: I never even heard of this movie. This is exciting.
1: Oh yeah. 200 cigarettes. It feels it. Yeah. It really holds a special place in my heart and the hearts of many. Uh, it, it kind of doubles also as an intertwining lives movie, which is a theme we'll definitely have to do at some point. Mm -hmm. So it's in New York city, it's new year's Eve in, uh, 1981. And, it follows a bunch of people in the hours before they get to this big new year's party that's being thrown by Martha Plimpton her character i forget her name the character's name um Martha Plimpton is waiting at home for people to show up and is ha- riddled with anxiety that no one is going to show up to her her new year's eve party um and then as the movie goes on we check in with all of these other characters You got Christina Ricci and her friend. They're two teenagers from Long Island that have come into the city to go to this party. Uh, You got Ben Affleck, who's a a bartender, who's real goofy, making a bunch of goofy, terrible jokes. And um, yeah, Paul Rudd and Courtney Love are best friends. Paul Rudd is kind of insufferable in this movie because he reminds me of so so many men I know who's just like unbelievably negative. Um, but oh yeah, and Gabby Hoffman's in it. I forgot. So it it knows how stacked it is because on the cover of the movie, it's a list of all of these actors. Um, oh, you got Dave Chappelle as a cab oh, yeah. driver who's who's driving around all of these characters. It's a it's a really great time. Again, it's a kind of a classic intertwining lives movie. Uh, and. Another movie that has a lot of very overt um, New York City love in it. You know, mm. a lot of New York City love and flavor. It's got Elvis Costello making an appearance in it. Nice. Yeah, it's great. It's a great, really fun movie. It's dorky. It's cheesy. Like, I don't want people <laughs> it's to of think the that. Era. <laughs> yeah, it's totally of the era in the same way. Like I said, I compared it to Empire Records in that. I feel like a lot of people I know who grew up loving that movie also love this movie Yeah, and it has the same kind of uh, silliness to it, you know, core. Quir- yeah. It's totally quirky, um, but I love it. And it is, it's kind of sweet the way that it's a party movie because the entire movie is leading up to this party. And then you actually don't really see the party. You just see a little bit of the next day but, you know, this was a, like the greatest party ever. This like huge, huge party where everyone was there, including Elvis Costello. And <laughs> it's kind of cute in that way. It leads you up to this big party. And then it just gives you a little taste of what cute. went down.
0: Oh,
1: that's fun. Yeah. Um, do you have another one or should I just tell you about my last one? Tell, me, party tell me about your
0: last one. Yeah, I'm all partied out.
1: All right. My last party movie, which was just the purest party movie was House Party from 1990. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, which truly is just a beautiful, pure, pure party movie. And Mm -hmm. uh, the reason I say it lasts is because there's nothing scary about it. Well, (laughs) that's not the case. I mean, all right. So it stars hip hop duo Kid and Play. Mm -hmm. um, And Play's parents are out of town. So Play is throwing a house party. And his best friend Kid has to sneak out of his dad's house to go to the party. So it's a little scary because, you know, you got you got an angry dad coming to find you Classic. at the house party and there's some like bumbling cops, you know, a lot <laughs> of like good cop jokes about, you know, they're being really racist, of course. Um, so there, it's not without some threats, but the party is great. Really, this is the a movie I would put on for Like, it makes me think of the movies that I saw as a kid at sleepovers Mm -hmm. and and when babysitters saw me, like, you know, it's, it's not really that raunchy, like there's some kissing in it and some, a couple sex jokes, but like, (laughs) it really, it feels, um, mostly sweet and safe and, uh. Uh, there's really, really good dancing in it. There's uh, some yes. really good dance-offs.
0: <laughs> Amazing. That's, and, uh, that's what I'm looking for here. Exactly!
1: And House Party, hold on, I think it is it is streaming on HBO Max oh, right nice. now.
0: Dang, yeah, I've not seen House Party since I, too, was a kid. Very yeah. exciting.
1: <laughs> it's like a perfect movie for, I mean, I had a great time watching it as an adult as well, totally. but it's totally, it re- really reminds me of being a kid. Um. It was very sweet. Thrilling. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Parties. There's so yeah. many party movies.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's sweet that there's not much to say about it because it's just about going to a party and having a good time. So nice. And maybe your dad's a little mad when he <laughs> finds you, but it's okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> you got to kiss this really nice girl and maybe you're going to see each other tomorrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um.
1: um
0: can yeah. I lead us on our way out with a recommendation which has parties in it but isn't a party movie
1: yes please
0: uh so i watched a movie the other night that i had never heard of but i decided to watch it because it's actually justin Lin's first movie the director of the newest fast and furious movie <laughs> oh. um it's called better luck tomorrow it's streaming on pluto or prime if you i believe pluto is just free but if you have prime it's there um and it's really like a like it's a high school teen dirtbag movie about a bunch of, like, boys who get, who basically, like, get in over their heads doing, like, a criminal enterprise. Um, but the entire main cast is all Asian American, and it's really fun. Like, I really, it's, like, really watchable. Um, and actually, the other reason that I watched it is the guy who plays Han in the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, it's his acting debut as well. And his character is also Han in the movie Better Luck Tomorrow. And it's really interesting and fun to watch because of that. Where I was like, wait, what? It's like the debut of his character. It's so what a wild, a wild world we live in.
1: Oh my God. Does (laughs) Um, it add to the mythology of totally?
0: yeah, Holy it's smokes. really, found really secret. interesting. I found a secret. Um, I think probably lots of people know about it and I just didn't, but I decided to watch it because I do really like Justin Lin and I love Han and I love teen movies. And so I think if you're into like a teen movie, it's like funny and dramatic and kind of intense, but like just it has like a lot of little like artful flourishes that make it really fun to watch and like entertaining. It's from 2002 and it really has 2002 energy. Like there's a lot of jinkgo jeans in this movie, but it's really, I really liked it. I would really recommend it. It's called Better Luck Tomorrow.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds so fun.
0: I really enjoy it. I was like, I was like, wow, this movie rules, actually. Like, kind of surprised. Um, yes. Just the, I mean, it has, it really is like very like 2016 teen. But if you were into that, like I am, I think you would enjoy it very much.
1: I love it. <laughs> um, I only have one thing to wrap up with, which is that I'm excited to see that movie that I sent you the trailer for uh, called Pig, starring yes. Nicolas Cage. That's coming out July 16th, apparently. That's this Friday, yeah. Yeah, uh it's about a uh truffle hunter who someone steals his beloved truffle hunting pig and he goes to find them and you better watch out if you're the one who took that pig cuz he's out for blood and to uh, find his pig. It uh, looks really
0: fun. It looks totally
1: fun. It seems like, you know, a lot of people saw Mandy And they were like, I want to get that guy for (laughs) for my revenge movie. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Because they saw him freak out in Mandy and they're like, oh, okay, like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to
0: I could do that, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I enjoy Nicolas Cage's weird um, new life. Same <laughs> in these yeah. movies
0: it looks really yeah. fun I'm, I'm psyched it's pl- i know it's playing at a couple like distant movie theaters you know like albany and like maybe great barrington but uh but yeah that movie's called pig and i'm also psyched to see it
1: <laughs> it's gonna be hopefully fun it looks yeah fun.
0: it looks fun um well this has nice. been dim the lights with jenny and amanda find us on instagram at dim the lights with jenny and amanda uh And, you know, we're out here, we're watching new, fresh movies. If you've got any recommendations, any hot tips, hit us up.
1: Please.
0: Uh, This has been wonderful.
1: It's been wonderful as always. We'll see you in next.